This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last leaning whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we to this edition of The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. J-Doc is off this weekend. It's an abbreviated version of The Labor Show. Only one hour tonight, but one hour with the president of the AFL-CIO, uh, Pat Eiding. We'll spend the full hour today towards the end of the broadcast. Danny Bowder will join us and will tell you during the broadcast why Danny's going to pop on uh, at the very end as we started the show today, Pat, a uh, great rendition of the national anthem from Olivia Currier, friend of the program and a friend of Jacob, uh, and she's done so many events around the Delaware Valley, and we use the national anthem as we broadcast on what is Veterans Weekend, yesterday being Veterans Day, but Veterans Weekend, and I thought it was appropriate, um, as I know you're a big supporter, uh, to start at least with the reference for the great men and women who have served our country. Absolutely. Joe, I, I don't think, sometimes I don't think we think of them enough uh, for what they've done for us and, and what they continue to do for us and they going forward. Uh, I, you know, in a little bit to, in our conversation today, we'll talk a little bit about that, I think, because uh, uh, some folks are conscious of the fact that uh, uh, folks come home from, whether they've been in a war or they've been overseas or just spent a lot of time, when they come back, they have a terrible, a big adjustment, not a terrible, but a big adjustment, and uh, you know, I was very fortunate to to, uh, to spend some time that I didn't realize as a young person the importance of it, not for the country alone, but for me, because the, the life's experience you get as a, in my case, a soldier, uh, many, many years later, you realize how important it was that you look at people differently. You know, 
uh, come from Kensington. So we had our biases and we had our comments. Many times the way we talked to people uh, uh, was just because you could in a neighborhood that was so combined together. But too many people went away from those neighborhoods and carried those biases with them. And I, I think uh, when you're when you're in a, a service and you can pick anyone, they're all wonderful and great. Um, and you come home, you find yourself uh, coming back to a world that for a little bit of time, whether it be two years, five years, 10 years, or 20 years, you're in a whole different culture where people sleep together. And I don't mean that literally, but they sleep together no matter what color they are or where they came from. And they they sweat together and, and they work together. And uh, many times uh, sit in fear together because of the situations put in. So when you do come out, uh, if you don't have the, uh, I guess, the mental pressures of, of a, a terrible experience that so many of our veterans have had, but even if you were fortunate enough to spend it in friendly company countries and those things, you still come back with I, what I think is a, uh, is a very, very important life's experience that can bring you into a world and help other people understand, you know, when we're trying to help kids get through school and we're trying to get guns out of the streets, uh, if, if, the, if the young man or young lady do, does not have their own difficulties uh, adjusting, they can certainly be a great help to folks who are going through times in, uh, and unfortunately a time when uh, hatred is still flying all around us and kids are seeing more hatred than they are having good times many times in cities like Philadelphia. So there's so much about veterans that uh, we don't really, and, I, and I, it's wonderful, we take stock and we have a great parade and, and for at least a day we, we think about it, but uh, I think about them a lot. Yeah, and I have a couple comments that I'll talk later about stuff that other people are doing in that in that uh, in that area to uh, make sure that when veterans do come back, they not only have a place, but they have a not only being received well, but have a place where they can start another life because they are starting a whole new life. Yeah, no doubt about that. Great words. A great way to start the Labor Show uh, with J. Doc and Krause here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. As I mentioned, it's a special hour with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. We're running out of runway, Pat, in terms of the number of uh, presidential hours that we're going to have moving forward. Um, and as I say that, you chuckle, um, and I say that with an incredible amount of appreciation, but bring everybody up to speed uh, on, uh, you know, on where things are with the AFL-CIO. Of course, your announcement that uh, you have finally reached a point where uh, in your incredible career, um, where you're going to perhaps just pause for a moment uh, to smell a little bit of the flowers that uh, you and, and the seeds that you have sowed over your incredible history. Well, thanks, Joe. It's uh, you know, it's kind of I have to chuckle a little bit because folks ask me how do you feel, and uh, sometimes a little numb, you know, because I I don't know how you don't get up every day and and do whatever it is, you know. Uh, I came out of the service at 21 years old and went to work in construction and had a great, great career in construction for a short period of time. And then folks, uh, for some reason or other, saw either I, I talked too much or did something that they saw in me that they wanted to me be in a leadership. So uh, as I come to this point after, my God, I guess 40-some years of one place or another being a, a labor leader, 
uh, in my local union, who I always refer to as my union, Local 14, the insulators and asbestos workers, they were kind enough to have me as their business manager for 25 years. Uh, some folks who really had crazy ideas said, you know, get back, pat over the AFL-CO, see if you can fix that. And uh, it took me 20 years. I don't know if it's fixed yet, but I think we're in a better place than we were. So, yeah, I, I have to chuckle because I don't know the answer to that. You know, what do you, what do, you do? I know that there's some things that uh, I've been involved in a lot of nonprofit organizations and pr- primarily around helping people who need help and, and kids, getting kids into a different pathway than, than getting onto the street. So there may be some of that. Uh, uh, who knows? I know I'm still secretary treasurer of the building trades and uh, business manager Ryan asked me to, to stay around a little while, I guess, uh, to make sure I know where the, uh, where the things are, uh, not where the bodies are buried, but where the papers are filed. Um, so there is. And I have a, I have a tremendous partner and my lovely wife who uh, retired from the building trade. So she understands that world. Uh, after working with uh, my good friend Pat Gillespie for 30-some years, maybe she don't want me to talk about how many years, but she has some plans. She wants to get, get a hold of me at the, this late date in my life, and uh, I, I think if I let her go, she'll have me traveling the whole world and back yeah. again, but uh, I do know she has some plans, and I'm, I'm anxious to spend them with them and maybe get a few more days with my grandkids, now that they're adults, uh, backing up, but I have to tell you, you can't... Uh, Reflecting back, you can't. I can't think of anything else that I would have rather done than working. Hopefully, working to help people uh, and being able to associate the labor movement with folks who normally aren't associated with the labor movement, meaning the community. And as I say, uh, probably more in the last many years than I did early, we are part of the community. Not part of the community. We are the community. We send our kids to school here. We. We vote here, you know. We uh, we shop down the street. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very prone not to disrespect union sh- uh, big shopping marts and stuff, but uh, very prone to reach out to folks who are local entrepreneurs, people who have stores that they've kept alive for the many years. So uh, it's it's a great run, and uh, I'm not, I know I'm leaving it in great hands. Uh, the the uh, Philadelphia Council, the AFLCO, had some dormant periods back around 20 years ago, or 25 years ago that uh, I think we were able to transcend that time to where I think, if nothing else, when we get into the election that just took place this past week, uh, you're going to see a tremendous connection between the labor movement and the community. We'll take a short break. I'll ask you to promise me this. Uh, We'll do at least one more show uh, with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, and on that show, we'll talk about your history. You know, as I go to the break, my my mother used to say, and she used to say this to me at a, at a very, very young age, and I never really understood it. I certainly understand it now. But she used to say to me, when you leave this world, what will they say? And in your case, you're not leaving the world, but in your case, your legendary history of what you've been able to do with the labor movement, uh, we'll talk all about on our one final broadcast. Now we'll get to a commercial break. On the other side, we'll pick up, as Pat mentioned, we'll talk about uh, the election uh, that was earlier in the week. Well, there were two elections. There was the midterm elections. We'll talk about that. Uh, There were the elections here at the AFL-CIO. We'll talk about that. And then a little bit later on, To end the show, our final segment, uh, Danny Bowder will join us. Uh, This is the President's Hour. Back in a moment. 
Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's an abbreviated only one-hour show tonight because of Penn State football, but we're glad to follow the Nittany Lions, and we're here every Saturday night. Tonight, a special broadcast, of course, Veterans uh, Weekend, as we talked about Veterans Day in our opening segment with the president of the AFL-CIO, uh, Pat Eiding. We'll be with Pat for the full hour. J. Doc, by the way, taking advantage, Pat, and, and taking the night off, but he promised promises uh, to return uh, next week, so we'll have uh, we'll look forward to J-Doc uh, returning. Let's jump into the let's talk first, I think, sequentially. Let's stay sequentially. Let's talk about midterms. Uh, the elections, of course, earlier uh, in the week, and I'll, without giving you any sort of a lead-in or anything like that, I'll let you pick it up from there. Yeah, Joe, I, listen, it was, uh, as I was rambling on about myself so much, uh, I, I talked in, you know, about what we have here and who we have here. And I have to tell you, uh, first of all, the elections were a surprise to a lot of people, I'm sure, because on the negative side, uh, we were going back into that uh, hellacious time that we put up with with the last president of the United States. And that carried over and, and all those those uh, thoughts and of negativity and times carried over. But I have to tell you, Joe, the labor movement in the city of Philadelphia and the surrounding counties was just fantastic in their work that they did, nonstop. We had, in this house alone, under Danny Bowder's leadership, we had, and also two of our our brand-new employees here, uh, that really, really, really worked day and night. And we had folks coming from all unions that were released, walking through here, going out, knocking on doors every day, every night, making phone calls. We had unions out working on the other side, on the independent side, knocking knocking on doors by the, by the hundreds, many days and stuff. So the wave that we had out there, and many times in the past we've been able to do this with good results, sometimes not as happy with the results. But in this case, I think, and I always say this, you have to talk to people. You can't talk from a microphone. You can't talk, you know, you do a little bit on a phone. But face-to-face talking to people about the issues, and I have to tell you, Danny and his crew Stay focused on the issues from all the way back in the, before Labor Day, talking about what's going on in this country. And when you talk about the issues to the labor movement, sometimes you have to wake them up because they're very surface thinking. Uh, you know, the, the guy that was there for all, the, all that time talked about jobs that never came about. We have a president now who, who talks about how he is so union and worker friendly that, it you know, other people want to make a negative point of that. You know, and every president back to Roosevelt there was a talk about rebuilding this country with infrastructure. There's only one person that did that, and that's President Biden. So we knew we had to send somebody to Washington in the Senate to make sure that he had the help he needed. And here in this state, quite honestly, the right wing has already set the table to have a right-to-work state, which anybody in the labor movement knows that means to right-to-work for less, and also some of the other rights, and, and obviously uh, in this election, uh, our right to vote was was going to be challenged. We we're going to have a dictator that would decide who was going to be elected, who wasn't. So having not rehashing all those things, but the energy of people talking to people over the doors, thousands and thousands and thousands. I know one organization knocked on over 700,000 doors. So 
I have to say that some credit to this great outcome, some credit hopefully goes and recognizes what the labor movement did, especially with getting union members to get focused on the issues and get away from all those negative promises, realize the things that they were able to claim on income tax they couldn't anymore with this so-called tax break, realize that uh, there were no jobs created. In this infrastructure bill, there's going to be millions of jobs created. Uh, the pension, and, and folks folks who may or may not know it, but the difference between a pension plan and a Taft-Hartley pension plan, there's a collective group as part of the Taft-Hartley program and many of the pensions, because pensions have become a almost a negative comment from employers. They, everybody wants to go to a 401 and those kinds of things. And not to get on a tangent about explaining, but the difference between a pension, everybody takes care of each other. A 401, you're, it's your own deal. You lose or win whatever you put your money into. So this president took the initiative to save Taft-Hartley pensions that were going down in the drain, most of them in what they're called a red zone, which means they're you know, maybe one step away from having to, to file and, and do away with it. It saved it for the working people. We emphasize that when we talk to them. You know, the fact that Social Security for your mother or your grandmother uh, would possibly be taken away in some cases. So, but my point of it is, we've all heard all this, but talking face-to-face to people, and in the end, saying to that young man or young lady, go back home and talk to your brother and sister at home. Talk to your mother and father. Ask them, what are they going to get with that other side? So, uh, obviously, if, this, if the election in Pennsylvania comes out the way we're hoping on the D side, we'll take over the House uh, with a great speaker and uh, Joanna McClinton. Uh, it's not there yet, but it's, it's leaning that way very heavily. And, uh, you know, any day now we'll know where that is. And, of course, having the, having the governor, Josh being the governor, is uh, make no bones about it. He cares about working people. Some of the work he's done. Uh, his attorney general position has been fantastic to make sure uh, contractors and employers who were cheating people had to pay their due, you know, had to pay their due and pay pay the people who earned it their their due. So um, great, happy. I'm excited about the election. You know, reference into uh, Josh Shapiro. So interesting. Um, well, and obvious, I guess, that you reference him. But just a couple of weeks back, we had our first legends of labor um inductee sam staten senior and there to present the plaque was josh shapiro in the house 10 or 14 days before the election not to make a speech from the stump but to present that plaque to sam staten jr um in a fitting way that showed me, watching in the crowd, another level of importance of what the union community means to the city, to your community, to everyone. It's a life changer, Pat. And Joe, listen, I could, you know me, I could go on for stories forever because I've been fortunate enough to be here forever. But uh, not that many months ago, we had a, a group of folks, and I may have talked about this on the radio before, a group of folks from, I think, 21 different countries, not cities, countries, come to Philadelphia to be introduced to the labor movement in Philadelphia because of the David O., city councilman, wanted to bring them to awareness of the value that the labor movement is to Philadelphia and business. 
not only because of the people who are here, but people, you know, some of these countries want to see if they want to invest their money. Some of these countries want to see if they want to start a business here. And, you know, we, we had a dialogue with them that was very basic. And, you know, you, uh, you wonder sometimes when you put in that situation, when you come from Kensington like I did, you know, how the heck did you get here? But, but then you just talk real. You just talk about what we've done and what we, how we are part of the community, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, I think it was the very next day we got a, a call from the Canadian representative. And I think within a week or two, the Canadian consul came here to meet with us. So, uh, and we had calls from other countries that were asking questions. So that shows that the labor movement in Philadelphia is not, you know, and I'm not going to get in trouble by saying it because I, my, you know, I think the people in the past got us here. We wouldn't be at the table if they didn't. And, you know, I always reference Pat Gillespie as far as getting us off the street into the table. He, he took the building trades. God bless him. Uh, the leadership before were tough people. I was fortunate enough to come on when they were still here. But Pat took us into the boardrooms instead of us banging on the door to get in. Many boards that uh, he was on as the head of the building trade would have never thought that they'd be there before. So uh, this election is very, very special, I think, because of the work I saw come through here and Danny and his gang, which is just uh, Janet Kane and, and, uh, and uh, Monica Robinson and all the other people who came through here. We had a young lady here from Austria to stay for two weeks to see how this works. So uh, it's kind of exciting because of the outcome, but it's really exciting to know that we had a big piece of it. Yeah, we'll talk with Danny Bowder a little bit later on in the program. Our final segment will be with uh, Danny. But, you know, it's interesting. Uh, my first thoughts when we were talking in the pre-show about the election, my first introduction to Dan Bowder was when he was working on the campaign. I don't remember exactly what year ago. It was eight or nine years ago. It was really the very beginning of the, of the labor show, Pat. And uh, I just remember the amount of hours and the amount of shoe leather that he was coordinating and perhaps it's even more today, but it's a period of time where it's an enormous amount of, I don't want to say pressure, but expectation, I think, is the right word. Absolutely. And I think we, we slipped back a little bit uh, for a couple of years. And I think, again, not taking total credit for anything, I'm not, you know, not that presumptuous, but the difference in the labor movement this year and the outcome I think was pretty, pretty, pretty much dependent on the work that was done. And I think the last year we, we learned a lesson with 18% turnout in, in Philadelphia for those judges. It was a disgrace. Uh, we were a big part of that failure. It, you know, I'll take the blame as well as the credit. But this year, uh, I have to tell you, we got to get some credit because the labor movement across this state, uh, Allegheny County, I know they were strong. Listen, our national president was in here Saturday morning, Liz Shore knocking on doors down in southwest Philadelphia. We started out at the Labor Park. It's the only park in the country for labor. And we knocked on doors and she knocked on doors. So the feeling of, of, of having the support of the national, all of us being on the same page. And I got to tell you, it's been said many times, but Pennsylvania is a keystone state in more ways than one. And, and uh, you know, the, the outcome has shocked the whole country. On national TV, Pennsylvania was prominent in their conversation Right through to 2 o'clock in the morning. I can attest to that. 
Let's see, President's Hour with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eining, joining us here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we broadcast on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll take a commercial break. Uh, on the other side, we'll come back and we'll do what will be our final segment of this show with Pat. And then Dan Bowder will uh, join us for the final segment today uh, as we roll on. Back in a moment. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, our ninth year of doing the labor show and I often wonder if Pat Eiding who was there for the very first broadcast when we were during the week it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday uh, if you realized at that point that you would still be I'd still be knocking on your door uh, to jump in and do the radio show but Pat let's come back to you Uh, we're covering a lot of ground today uh, but a lot to talk about I know you've got some bullet points that you want to get to so I'll stay quiet toss it over to you um, and, and we'll roll on here on talk radio 1210 WPHD. So, Joe, uh, I'll get away from politics a little bit, but I'll come back to it before the show is over because, uh, it, in my world, a very important piece of politics took place. But I, I just want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff. And I, you know, I referenced us to be a part of the community a few times. Uh, we've done an awful lot. No, we haven't. We've tried to do an awful lot to get kids in different pathways in schools and try to get to them early enough. You know, some of the boards I'm on, Philadelphia Academies and uh, our work, Working Families Partnership, uh, some of those things. So we put together a program for veterans. Uh, Esteban Vera uh, from Labor's 57 and uh, Asia, Asia uh, Beach, who is working for us uh, as a temporary executive director for Working Families Partners. Working Families Partners is our nonprofit organization that we're very proud of because half of the executive board is community leaders and the other half is labor leaders. So Having that being together already, because we've known through the years how many times we try to reach out to each other to get, whether it be a piece of legislation or clean up a neighborhood or whatever. So we geared a, a whole week of, excuse me, a whole day of uh, uh, program for, for veterans who don't know too much. And, you know, let me, let me back up and say we do have in the building construction trades nationally program called Helmets to Hard Hats, which makes it a very easy entrance for anybody who's coming out of the service to step into a, a construction trade. Uh, all the apprentice programs, all the nationals, all the local programs are all geared up to, if, if it's possible, to try to get the hold of the veterans who are interested before they get out, maybe in that last six months, to get an idea if they understand what the trades are, who they are, because there's a total misconception out there of what the construction world is like, mostly by politicians because they only speak in numbers. So this program is to reach out to veterans that come on out and didn't have a career before they were in. Maybe they're in too long for their career to still be there to uh, make them uh, aware of the availability of getting into a trade union apprentice program and then making that tunnel more open for them to come out and get into an apprentice program than going through the traditional things that every state law uh, and federal law makes you go through. So Helmets to Hard Health is a great program. Here locally, we had some veterans that uh, didn't even realize that they had this program in Helen Hot Hots and really weren't uh, 
direct it to where they could possibly get a career in a trade. So uh, on the uh, on the seventeenth of November, uh, the uh, laborers, along with uh, Esteban Vieira leading the show in the fifty-seven, and the Sam State and Pre-Apprentice School. Quite honestly, that great building on on Broad Street, and working families and the AFL-CIO put together a program to have veterans being introduced to what what's available in the different trades, uh, how to have access to it. It's not the immediate walk-in like the Helmets to Heart hats is, but it's still a way to let people know there's there's uh, careers out here. And I use that term very loosely because it is a career. I mean, if you go through an apprentice program for five years, you not only have a great trade, you also have the opportunity to have a, a, an associate degree from one of the local colleges. It's the greatest program it's, it, it that, that, it really that is. has, I think, has ever been created. And I say that because I've learned so much about it over these years of doing the radio show. I never knew it existed. I never knew how it worked. I never knew what was the difference between the engineers and the plumbers and all of that. And, and these programs paid for by the members create lifetimes for people and their families. It is, it's just an amazing program, Pat. It, it is. And there's no debt attached no. to it. It's an amazing thing. You get paid while you work, while you're learning. Uh, you, you also uh, introduce to the community in a different way than you're used to growing up in the streets or however. Maybe you might be, uh, you know, it might be nepotism. It might be somebody's nephew or son. But uh, not everybody is, is, is made up to be in a trade. Uh, so some of the programs now, I know the Sam Staten program and the Carpenters program, it's to evaluate the people who are interested. What are they really interested in? Do you know what trade you're interested in? Okay, well, here's this trade. What does it look like? Now that we know that you're interested in that trade, here's what you need to do to pass the test, do these things and that. Now we're taking that same approach to veterans who are sitting out there now and maybe have a possible job, maybe a part-time job, maybe have no job. But they're, they're not as familiar as people would think with the local programs that we have. So that, that was put together by Esteban Vera and uh, Asia Beach. And like I said, I want to recognize the Working Families Partners from our council and, of course, our council and the laborers and, and the programs they're doing for folks. And, that, and that, by design, that Sam State and School on Broad Street was put on Broad Street to be part of the hood, be part of the neighborhood. So people can walk in there from North Philadelphia and ask what it's about. So, you know, it's one of the important things. We, we also, we're working with, uh, uh, I guess, the city and Philadelphia Academies, uh, uh, Jay Vasquez, who heads that up, uh, to get into the school sooner rather than when folks are, are you know, seniors because if they're, if they're lacking in uh, reading and math, they don't have the time to catch up. And we're, we try to tell people in the system, the education system, Somebody who can only read and do math for seventh grade is not going to make it in a trade because the trades, being as they are, they look rough and they look like the people in them are rough, but they're well-educated. As you mentioned, the programs are very deep and one might be deeper than the other, but they're all deep in their own culture. And so their programs that we're doing now, and I think they're, they're programs that folks don't realize that the labor movement is involved in it. And uh, so we always come together with the building trades and those trades come out and uh, uh, they, you know, the uh, Mass Bomb School, for example, we've done a couple programs at Mass Bomb. Uh, Mass Bomb's in, you know, near my old neighborhood, and uh, they have a great vocational program there. 
trying to help them make sure that their vocational program is up to date with what the trades are doing. So there's a commonality there that when we're introducing young people to MassBomb or, or the folks that at MassBomb are going to school, introducing them to the fact there's a great world out there that they can uh, to, they can benefit from. So these are some of the things we're doing. You know, I, I want to mention that, you know, Charmaine Matlock-Turner with the UAC, the, the Over, Over Coalition, uh, they have their 53rd uh, breakfast, their their annual fundraising breakfast, which is pretty renowned. I think it's been going for a long time, at obviously, 53rd. But I want to make mention that our own Ryan Boyer is being honored this year uh, as the doer. It's on the 18th of uh, the 18th of this month, and he'll get a doer award. So we're, you know, we're trying to get people to make sure they're there because when, when one of our own is honored, we want to make sure that uh, we're there. So there, you know, there's some of the things we do besides uh, cause trouble and argue with people and uh, things that we're noted for, but uh, we also very aware when somebody needs something, we're out there with it. Pat, the union community picks up everyone, whether you're in a union or not. That's what I believe. Joe, listen, and I, I'm not going to not going to try to belabor something that's already happened, but it, it's not over for Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan and City Council on every piece of legislation we worked together for was not for a union member. It was for other workers in the city of Philadelphia. You know, paid, paid sick leave and uh, protecting paychecks. And in the, in the big world of part-time workers, making sure the worker has some idea what their schedule is, because a lot of them are single mothers or fathers that have to know if they're only working three days for this company, they gotta go to, they gotta know that they're done on a Wednesday so they can go to work on Thursday. We came together with, uh, you know, Helen Jim, Bobby Heenan, and and the employers themselves and did roundtables till we got legislation passed so these folks have a, a better way of living. And, and if they do need to do part-time, at least maybe have double down so they can make enough money to put food on the table and take care of people. So, you know, again, uh, that's a sad day. I, I, you know, I voiced this opinion before. I think uh, they, they were found guilty of a law that wasn't even in effect. Uh, it's hard to believe if somebody gets found guilty of something, that, then that uh, administrative group is now going to try to put together a law about it. So I don't know how you break a law if it's not there. But that, that's a day for another day. But the point, the point I'm making is that the, all the legislation that we did for workers in the city, in the, you know, the uh, city council, uh, was for folks that don't have the protection of a collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. Well done, well said. This is the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. About four minutes until we get to our uh, final break of the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Pat, I'll come back to you. I know you want to cover uh, some set-the-table uh, for uh, Dan ba- uh, Danny Bowder, who's going to join us for our final uh, segment of the President's Hour. So, Joe, we talked about elections. We had some great elections this past week. And we also had another election this past week. And, uh, you know, all good things come to an end, so to speak. Uh, I've been fortunate to represent the Philadelphia Labor Council for 20 years, maybe close to 21 now. I lost count because I'm getting old. But uh, Danny Bowder worked with me, and you referenced earlier the first time you met him, he was on a campaign. And uh, he worked with me for, I think, about five years, and then went out to research other sources of, of employment to see where his career wanted to be. And uh, I guess by happenstance, we happened to have dinner together one day, and we talked again uh, about a year ago. Uh, I was ready that it's time to move on for somebody with new ideas and younger, and it uh, seemed like Danny was ready to take a shot. So uh, 
this year, you know, it'll it'll be talked about quite a while, the hard work he's done since he's been here. And last night at our uh, Central Labor Council monthly meeting, we had nominations because I announced last month at our executive board that election time was coming up, my term was coming up, and I wasn't going to seek re-election. And I mentioned Danny Bowder and mentioned the fact that I think he would be a good president. So last night we had our nominations. His whole slate, which is about 43 people, including himself, they were all nominated as one, the slate, without opposition and by acclamation. And so you know, I was able to shake hands with Danny, wish him well. And I have to tell you, starting 2023, the labor movement's going to be uh, a little bit different because he's got some good ideas, young ideas that I wasn't able to catch up to all of them. So uh, we're moving in a good direction, and uh, Danny's going to say a few words and talk about it, and uh, we're really excited. The labor movement's excited, and uh, he'll pull this thing. Hopefully, we're together. He'll pull it together more because folks who were around 20 years ago knew that I, my goal was to get all the unions as part of the council. Uh, we've got a few, but we don't have more, so Danny's got another job on us. That's, I'm setting the table now. He's got about another 50,000 people to get into this council. All right. The stage has been set. We'll get to a commercial break. Uh, one last thought, Pat. I have 60 seconds, and then I'll let you uh, wrap, up your, uh, wrap up your contribution to your show, uh, by the way. One last thought. Unscripted. We didn't plan it, but I want to ask it anyway. For as long as you've been in the movement, you've pulled people along. What's it going to be like to not pull anymore? Well, I don't think I can ever not pull. I don't know where it'll be. It'll be somewhere. When I, uh, as I'm cleaning up some of my mess here, uh, I'm coming across letters that I receive from not only people who were able to get a career, but people, and especially back where I come from, who didn't quite make it. And even though I tried till right the last day to make it, and they didn't make it in the organization, reading some of them thanking me for what I did for them failing even. And then one particular note I got from somebody who put it into a, 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 an op-ed in the paper, uh, and it was when Limerick Powerhouse was going on, and it's a note that I got from a guy, God bless his past, thanking me and, and, and giving me all this great credit. And it was my early days in Local 14's leadership. And so those kinds of things, when I pull them out, I think it's all worth it, but I also think it's worth it to keep continuing doing something, whatever that is, besides traveling the world with my lovely wife. There you go. Pat Eiding, president of the AFL-CIO. And I promise, J-Doc, in your absence today, we will have one more show uh, with the great Pat Eiding. We'll take a commercial break when we come back on the other side. A few minutes with Danny Bowder. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And welcome back, everyone, to the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause here on this Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, and in kind of a um, uh, kind of a fitting way uh, for our final segment today. Uh, Pat Eiding took off the headsets and he handed them over to Danny Bowder uh, following his setting up. Um, 
the election from this week, Dan, and now you know your vision will have an opportunity to become a reality. And I've got to ask you to first uh, talk about that um, because it's not real until it becomes real. And, and while you want things to become reality, I think the election uh, with your entire slate um, now makes it real for you. Talk about that. Well, it sure does. That's that's the easiest way to to, to say it, Joe. It's uh, um, one of those things you you plan, you put things together, you have meetings and conversations, you get feedback, um, you have <laughs> spreadsheets and notebooks and things like that uh, uh, in order to um, put together a slate and then and then run for an election. And then you know, last night we had our regularly scheduled November delegates meeting, which is which, which is the 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 meeting for nominations. Packed house, great, great crowd, and um, you know, hearing the the not the the slate um, be nominated and and the reading the names of all of the uh, uh, you know the, the the folks who are going to be serving on the executive board with me for the for this for the next three years and and hopefully beyond made it made it very real and and, and particularly you know that that it was um, you know to be elected by acclamation. Um, you know, I I, um, I I can't remember the exact definition, but acclamation means something like by like popular consent or something like that. It you know it means that that it's um, uh, you know it's 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 a it's a word that's more similar to unanimous than than you probably would think. And so, you know, it's it's truly um, humbling and um, uh, you know it just it, you you feel it deep. You really talk do. about talk about your relationship with Pat because you know. How much, how much time do we have? We only have a few minutes today, <laughs> but when we start the president's hour in January of 2023, we'll have we'll have a lot of time um, to be able to support and use this platform to help you deliver what you uh, plan to do. Um, but I think I can tell that there was a real um, there was a real working cohesiveness with you and Pat, and and, and obviously you have his full support, which by the way um, doesn't come without earning it you've earned that dan and it, it yeah certainly um president Iding pat has has been um you know i'll just say on a, on a personal level has been an incredible teacher uh, a mentor you know there there i don't think that there is enough you know promotion of mentorship and that sort of like you know that true relationship professionally uh, you know, between people who are uh, between generations or, or, you know, it rolls and things like that, where um, someone is actively trying to help you be the best, whatever that, um, you know, profession may be, um, and is there to, uh, you know, assist you, uh, to, to, to cheer you on when you need the encouragement, and to give you good real critical feedback and and not to be a sounding board or, or, or a uh, a reflection of, of your own intentions but to to give you the sort of real unvarnished feedback that you need to be successful and um, you know I there's a lot of these things are cliches Krause uh, Pat's a straight shooter he means what he says He's a truthful person. Um, and so, I mean, right off the bat, those are three things that I hope 
uh, are qualities that I hope that that I share. Um, but uh, you know, on a personal level, uh, working with Pat for these last eight years has been wonderful and um, yeah, challenging. Sometimes it was hard. Sometimes you know, I wanted to to, to pull my hair out and scream, and, and just like with any other job, there are always times that are going to be tough, but. Um, you know, the, like what Pat shared about, about the, the personal correspondence that he's received, you know, there, there are moments like that that really make it worthwhile. But I would just say like, again, like keeping it kind of on the personal level, there are moments that I've shared with him and things that he's shared with me, um, both like, you know, practical advice, you know, a situation arises and he says, oh, okay, you know, well, I remember a time and goes into explaining, you know, how and why decisions were made in the past to, to help inform me on how decisions can be made in the future, but also the kind of advice that's um, passive. And, uh, you know, where, where, when you're sitting at the right hand of someone like this and you're able to observe them, someone who is um, a, a consummate professional, you know, a, a, a true master of his craft, and hearing the way that they interact with people, the way that they um, handle challenges, you know, seeing the way that they handle challenges, um, you you learn you learn so much just be, by being able to observe closely. And I just I'm so very blessed to have had that opportunity to have this very smooth presidential transition in our organization, you know, when, 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 and, and he's too modest to say this, but when Pat came in, in 2000, 2001, it was a really bad situation. And there was a lot of work that he had to do in a very personal way, um, to get the council, um, in good shape, let alone to the, the way it is now, this institution in our community, this, this pillar both for working people and for the full community. Yeah, good word. Pillar is a great word. So, you know, yeah, I have a vision. I've got plans. I've got, you know, a million things that I, I can't wait to do and to jump into. But um, I, I, I just want to say that I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity, and I'm just so incredibly thankful to have had Pat uh, in my life, personally and professionally. And I feel like that's what's prepared me to be here now. Well, great way to end the um, presidential hour with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, and the future president of the AFL-CIO, Danny Bowder. That's going to do it for this edition of The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. J-Doc will return next week on behalf of Pat Eiding and on behalf of Danny Bowder and on behalf of all of our listeners and the entire labor community. We stand and we salute all of our veterans. See you next time, everybody. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre recorded.